everybody. This is a special uh, Pose in a Matrix episode. It is uh, 11.07 p.m. on the 19th of May, 2020. Um, normally, I would be in bed by this time, but I figured that the subject matter that I want to present tonight is so important that going to bed and not presenting it and taking the chance that I won't be able to get to this tomorrow is, uh, well, it's too much of a chance that I don't want to take. So... I think that the subject matter is so important that it needs to be addressed immediately and put out there immediately so that maybe uh, this might help you or it, it may help, uh, well, it may, it may help somebody. Um, and so that being uh, said, I'm going to adjust my mic here a little bit. Yeah, there we go. That's a little better. And, um, and we will move forward. Okay. Uh, the subject tonight we're going to talk about is, uh, or I'm going to talk about is, uh, COVID-19 and the possibility that 5G might be responsible for its spread. Um, very interesting subject. Uh, we talked about it a little last night when we did the show with, with uh, when I did the show with Jim and Eric. And uh, I just feel that we didn't touch on it enough and it needs to be addressed more, uh, a lot more. So that having been said, uh, I'm going to move forward here. Um, this show might go for two hours. I don't know. I got a lot to present. I'm going to be reading from articles online. Um, but first, I I want you to, in your mind's eye, picture a few things, okay? Um, when I was a kid, uh, I took, high school afforded us uh, classes that they probably don't have in high schools anymore. And one of them was, uh, oh, I can't remember the, the teacher's last name. His first name was Roger. Um, but he... Uh, he had a class where he taught us how to make circuit boards and and things like that. And back then, that was kind of innovative. That was back in the 1970s. Um, we didn't have the electronic capability that they have today. And maybe that was a good thing. But so um, one of the things I remember him showing us was uh, how sound can, can affect things and how it can make things pass through other things. And he showed us, um, I think I believe it was a movie. We didn't have videos. We didn't have Internet back then. So he showed us a movie of, uh, or I guess it would be a video, but through a projector uh, of, uh, I think, I believe it was a steel ball and it was in a pile of uh, metal shavings, might've been uh, ball bearings or something like that, real tiny ball bearings. And um, he placed the ball at the top and he explained, hey, there's no way that by itself, this ball can get through this medium and down to the bottom. And then, uh, so in the video or the movie, they showed uh, how sound was introduced, and the sound vibrated the the uh, particles to the point where they became almost fluid in content, and the steel ball that was up at the top actually was able to work itself down to the bottom. And that was a very important experiment that they showed us because it showed me that uh, using sound, you can move things, uh, and move things through things even. And it even might be able how we can explain uh, UFOs and um, paranormal events, how these beings can pass through walls. Um, but that's another show for another day. Um, so being a, a nurse and having gone through nursing school, we, we were able to study um, the cells, human cells and cells in general uh, to see how they operate. You know, you have, you, you have the cell, you have the cell wall, which is uh, only permeable to certain things. And, uh, in order to get through it, you have to be one of those things or you have to be able to attach something that you want to go into the cell to one of those things so that the cell will recognize it as the thing that can naturally go through it and carry the thing that's unnatural into it. 
this is the way that uh, that the virus viruses or viri work. Um, what a virus does, it goes into the body and it, it, it's able to penetrate one cell. And what it does um, in order to keep itself from being attacked, it uses the RNA from that cell. It, it actually adapts uh, that RNA to itself. And the body sees the virus as part of the body and not an invader. Then the virus is able to move to other cells. And uh, the body finally wises up after a while and is able to recognize this and is able to fight it. That's why we get over flus and we get over uh, other viruses. Um, so viruses are harder to get over, like polio. We had to have a vaccine for that so that uh, uh, the very few that, that got over it with, without ill effects, um, well, like I said, they were very few. Um, most people were left with debilitating uh, uh, joints and uh, limbs that didn't work anymore, uh, muscles that atrophied and stuff like that. Anyway, um, so the, the, the human body is unique and it was created that way. But uh, there are invaders, just like there are invaders in, in just about every aspect of life in this universe uh, that can that can enter and, uh, and cause chaos. Uh, we, we see that with uh, what's going on in Washington, uh, that uh, we've got an evil cabal that's in there that worked itself in there uh, through subterfuge and was able to uh, take over the government. And now we're trying to get rid of that. Anyway, uh, another experiment that I saw that I thought was really interesting was uh, <laughs> it was just uh, some people that looked like they were just goofing around one day. Looked, I think there was two guys and a gal. And uh, what they did is they placed five or six pieces of popcorn uh, unpopped, you know, the kernels, um, in, in, on the table. And then they placed three cell phones, um, uh, kind of like a, in a peace sign, uh, sort of fashion, one at the top and two kind of at, uh, at angles, uh, facing in. And, uh, what they did is they had, they had more cell phones that they were using and they used those phones to dial the cell phones that were sitting on the table. And when those cell phones that were sitting on the table were ringing, the popcorn actually popped. I thought that was quite interesting. So it was showing that microwave radiation was, was coming off of those phones and it was popping the corn, much like it would if you were put it in a microwave. Um, but with the scary part of it is that, um, that microwave radiation is being, is actually going into your brain if you're holding that thing up to your ear. And that's why after I watch that to this very day, uh, and also there, there are, um, videos out there that show, uh, the temperature of the brain uh, before, during, and after using cell phones. And uh, it's no secret that uh, cell phones are equated with uh, brain cancer. And I really don't want my brain to get cancer. So when I use a cell phone, I usually put it far away and either turn it on speaker um, or I, you know, I go through a device like we have in our cars nowadays, you know, where it, it picks up the, uh, the Bluetooth signal and it just broadcasts it over the car stereo speaker. So, um, that that's a, a saving grace right there. Um, however, you know the way things go, they'll probably find out that that whole system, the the Bluetooth and everything else, is a cancer causer too in the years to come. But uh, until then, until that science is in, I'm going to continue to use it that way. Um, okay, so uh, like I said, I was looking at different articles online, and I found some very interesting ones. Um, first of all, um, I want to talk about the, the implementation of 5G, um, basically, uh, what is 5G? And uh, now bear with me because I'm going to have to go up and down through articles. Basically, 4G used the uh, the megahertz uh, band of spectrum uh, in the radio spectrum, and um, and that went anywhere from 
uh, what, 27, no, I think 28 megahertz all the way up to uh, 900 megahertz. Um, not that high, but, you know, it's not that benign either. Um, the other one, the uh, 5G, however, goes goes way up into the gigahertz band. And, and what you got to understand is what a hertz is. Okay, a hertz, um, uh, if you've ever seen a sine wave or a picture of the waves in an ocean, Okay, you have, and then picture a line going through uh, through the mi- mi- middle of that that uh, wave. Okay, so you got the low part, and then you have the wave that goes up, and then you have the wave that goes back down. You have a low part again. Well, from where that wave started at that center point to where it went back through the um, center point and back down, that's called a um, that's called a hurt in in electrical terms, and. Uh, uh, sound waves have been shown to to cause problems. Uh, very low sound uh, waves, uh, VL, VLF, very low frequencies uh, that are put out by a lot of things, uh, power tools even, um, have shown uh, that they can cause effects of uh, moodiness, um, uh, paranoia, uh, anger, uh, depression. Uh, so they have effect on the brain. And maybe I should I should uh, just pause here and. And, and tell you a little story. Um, my first wife uh, was from Mexico. Her name was Lourdes, and uh, what a dear soul she was. And uh, Lourdes had she had her, her physical problems, just like everybody else, except she had two or three more than uh, maybe more than that than uh, what the regular person has. And uh, but she was dealing with it okay, you know. Um, thank God for medications. Uh, but um, toward the end. Uh, she well let me tell you that she died of a, um she had a brain abscess that uh that burst in her brain and thus caused meningitis and pretty took her out pretty fast in a matter of about six days um but uh, there were times when we'd lay in bed before she got sick and uh she would say do you hear that noise and i'd say no i don't hear it you know and but i've heard of people that have heard noises i've heard of the towels hum and and the hum up by um um, that's coming from uh, some plant out there by Detroit, and it's uh, it's being heard there. And there are hums all over the world that are annoying people and making people sick. But um, and I'd say no, I didn't I didn't hear it, and she heard it, and I didn't doubt it. You know, I've been around long enough and studied and seen things, seen enough things to know that uh, you don't discount those things right away. And there's an element of truth in most of those things. So um, when I hear things about the Taos hum or or the horns blowing in uh, somewhere in Russia, um, I, I, I know that there's an element of truth to me when I hear him. Um, it's kind of spooky, but, um, anyway, uh, so at the same time, there were a couple other researchers in the, in the Christian UFO realm or, uh, UFO researchers that weren't necessarily, um, uh, scientists, but were, were looking at it from, uh, more of a, uh, religious point of view. Um, two of them, uh, their wives were having, uh, uh, brain problems, basically, the, those two uh, recovered and there were no problems. Um, and then um, I, I happened to become friends with, uh, before I met my wife, Lourdes, um, I, I happened to become friends with um, some gal, I think her name was Jenny, and she lived over in uh, Scotland, of all places, and she was telling me about how uh, she had been targeted and uh, they were using waves, uh, radio waves, to uh, cause uh, her to have... Uh, cancers and lesions in her brain and uh 
And she backed it up with some hard evidence too that she she submitted to me, and I thought that was really interesting. And I was really afraid for her, and that her life was in danger. Uh, so much so that I offered for her to come here um, to the United States, but uh, that that never worked out. Maybe that was a good thing because you know I would never would have met Lourdes. But anyway, um, so I've met people that have had problems like this, and and I think all of us have have come under attack in one way or another, especially if you're searching for the truth and, and you're researching, I think they uh, kind of pick up on that. But anyway, um, so just a few facts there to show that sound waves can, can affect things. And, um, and someday maybe we'll do a show about how sound waves can actually move things. And maybe that was involved in, uh, putting the pyramids together, although it could have been Nephilim or, you know, some other kind of giants or something like that. But, um, so there's some proof right there that sound waves affect people. And if you're listening to this and that's happened to you, then you can identify with that, right? Um, but um, so this 5G has been being implemented. Um, and I wanted to look at uh, some of the areas where it's being put. And <laughs> I found this thing and you can find anything on the Internet. It's amazing. Uh and this is called, uh, this is from a website called uh, digitaltrends.com forward slash mobile forward slash, um, oh, where is it? I can't, uh, 5G dash availability dash map forward slash. Okay. And uh, looking at it, I wanted to see with this COVID-19 uh, virus uh, scare, supposed scare, uh, they're doing a real good job of making it into a scare, aren't they? Um, no, I'll go into that later. Well, I'll go into it right now before I forget it, because I'll forget it. People are really freaked out about this virus thing, I'm telling you. Um, I'm telling you, I work in a hospital here in Oregon. I'm not going to say where, but I have not met a 5G patient. Um, maybe because it's a, it's a closed hospital and we, we happen to close things off before things really got bad and, and we're very careful about taking new patients in and uh, and very careful about screening staff when they came to work every morning. So I think it was the last count, 14 people, uh, 14 staff or no, excuse me, 14 patients have been t- tested for COVID and none of them have had it. Thank God. And uh, and I think five or six staff members have uh, supposedly come down with the, the COVID uh, virus. And there's a good chance that a lot of us have had that virus and we've gotten over it. That's another story for another day. But um, so I haven't, you know, being in the setting that I'm in and, you know, getting out and around during the, the supposed pandemic, um, I haven't noticed very many people with the with the disease, but um, they've done a good job on selling it and people are getting really freaked out about it. I, uh, My wife and I went shopping for shoes the other day. She needed a new pair of shoes and we went to a store called Fred Myers over in Albany, Oregon. And uh, I had to go pick up the car, the shoes that she, she didn't find any shoes there. And the shoes that she were wearing were really hurting her feet. So I said, okay, well, why don't you just go to the yogurt shop over there and, and uh, I'll go get the truck. So I went around the corner to get the truck. And when I turned the corner, there was a woman wearing a mask and her two kids had masks. And when they saw me without the mask, they got so far over on the other side of the sidewalk. And it was a big sidewalk, probably about 30 feet wide. And, um, so they, they got so far over that they almost were stepping in the parking lot because they were afraid of me. And I kind of clung to the wall, too. So I was like on the opposite side of the uh, sidewalk. So 
But, uh, you know, they, uh, now I know how the lepers felt in the Old Testament days, you know, I, I should have put a sign around me that said unclean and, uh, or leprous or something like that. And that's the way I felt. Um, and, and people are starting to get a real paranoia about this stuff. And I really think it's unnecessary. I think this thing, when it finally blows over, we're going to see it's not as bad as they said it was. And, uh, and again, more people die of the flu every year than, uh, many more people, many, Tens, tens of more people uh, die of the flu every year than are dying of uh, the COVID-19. And, yeah, it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's not real. It's it's here. But I think that we're really over um, overdoing it with the, uh, the uh, precautions that people are taking. So, anyway, um, I got this list, and it's got all the 5G uh, places where it is. And I wanted to look, and I looked at California. Uh, and this is just the AT&T, okay? There are others. And uh, uh, Bakersfield, Los Angeles, Madera County, California. That's a big area. Uh, Menlo Park, that's on the uh, the peninsula side under San Francisco. Uh, Modesto, which is in the sec- uh, Central Valley. I think that's the San Joaquin Valley. Um, I never understood that because it's one big valley and they split it in two, Sacramento and San Joaquin. Anyway. Um, Modesto, which is down in, I just said that, uh, Mono County, California, which is way over in Eastern California, almost in Nevada, way out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Oakland, which is in the Bay Area. Oxnard, which is in Southern California in Ventura County. Uh, Redwood City, which is on the peninsula. San Bruno, which I do believe is on the peninsula. San Diego, San Francisco, San Jose, San Luis Obispo, Santa Barbara, Santa Cruz, Santa Rosa, Vallejo, West Hollywood, and that ends California. And that's just the AT&T towers uh, or the implementation, actually. They're not really using towers, so to speak, uh, that much as like the 4G did and the 3G did. Um, so um, that's that's all California, just California. OK. And then I kind of scrolled down a little bit and uh, they didn't have that many in uh in Florida. Do you think they'd have more? I mean, Jacksonville, Miami, Miami Gardens and Orlando. That's it. Um, Oregon's a big state with a lot of people, and they're not implemented. And you'll notice that uh, that uh, Florida didn't have a uh, a large outbreak like uh, New York and, and California did. And uh, anyway, scrolling down a little bit, you know, as Detroit. <laughs> now, I talked to Jim Wilhelmson about that one. Detroit got hit really hard. Um, uh, Nuyago County, Michigan, Kalamazoo, Michigan, can't. Oh, that's Missouri. Okay. Um, so Missouri, mostly Detroit and Detroit got hit really hard. And if you look at a map of the, the COVID infection, it's, it's really bad in Detroit, but Detroit has a large, large concentration of 5g, uh, implementation there. And, um, uh, going down again, uh, New Jersey got hit really hard. Um, Atlantic city, uh, I don't think Atlantic city got it that bad. It kind of only uh, hit like central and Northern Jersey. A hundred and county, wherever that is, Long Branch, uh, which is kind of in the COVID area, uh, New Brunswick, which definitely is, Ocean County, which is, Sussex, uh, well, that's kind of in the northwestern part of the state, uh, Trenton, which is the capital, uh, are all areas where, where COVID hit, and it's all areas where they have a large concentration of 5G. New York City, that goes without saying. Orange County, uh, New York, which is uh, basically southern uh, New York State, uh, which uh, joins uh, New Jersey. Um, Otsego County, which I don't know where that is. Rochester, which is up north, that got hit pretty hard. Syracuse, Utica, Rome. Um, 
you notice that all these areas, for the most part, I should say, are are uh, are heavy areas of heavy concentration population, and uh, that's where people tend to get it. Um, lots in Ohio. I don't know how Ohio got hit. Pennsylvania, which actually is opening up, uh, only had a few. Um, and in Oregon here, where we live, um, Portland and Salem, that's it, uh, for AT&T anyway. Um, I, I work in Salem, um, Portland. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to go there for, for many reasons. But um, both areas that, uh, as a matter of fact, those are the only, most of the counties opened up in Oregon here. Uh, for the first phase, and uh, the county that Salem's in and the county that Portland is in are not open. Um, so that, that speaks right there a lot, you know. Um, uh, Pennsylvania, again, we're not really interested in. Okay, and then uh, go down where the sprint, again, you have New York, um, Los Angeles, another one. And there's there are other cities, I'm not reading them all. Uh, Sprint, or excuse me, uh, T-Mobile, which is uh, which brought out Sprint, uh, and they did so I think because Sprint was getting a very large uh, number of 5G towers and 5G cells out there, and uh, they just bought up Sprint, which wasn't doing very good on the stock market anyway. Uh, they bought them up pretty cheap, and they're just uh, taking over their their 5G uh, cities. Uh, again, New York, Los Angeles, uh, Miami again. Um, Again, we have big population centers, all of the ones that uh, T-Mobile. It says MM wave. I think that probably means millimeter wave, 5G. And then uh, Verizon cities with uh, regular 5G, um, all big population centers. Again, Hoboken, New Jersey, which I find kind of interesting because that's very not, not very far from New York City. Matter of fact, it's just across the river. And that's the part of New Jersey that got really hit hard. Uh, Los Angeles again. Um and a lot of cities that uh, are on the East Coast and the Northeast. It's, I find that quite interesting. Uh, New York City again. Um, okay, and then we go cities with uh, cities to get Verizon, so we won't count those. Anyway, you can see that the, the places that got slammed hard have very high concentrations of 5G. And uh, is that a coincidence? Well, I don't know. Let's uh, Now let's delve a little more into this, okay? I'm going to get... Uh, Please, you know, let's take a moment. I'll, I'll talk about something trivial or something. If you're in your car, you can't do anything. But if you're home and you're you're listening to this, go get yourself a cup of coffee or if, if you drink coffee or tea or maybe a cold drink if it's warm where you are and uh, maybe a little something to nosh on, you know, maybe some soda crackers or something like that or, or whatever you drink with your favorite beverage. I'm starting to sound like Shelton on Big Bang Theory. Um, anyway, uh because this article I'm going to read from is, is quite long. And I'll give you the address right now while you're going to get your favorite drink or beverage. Um, HTTPS, uh, www.knowingthetruth, that's one word, dot com. Um, oh, boy, I went way over real fast. That's not good. Okay, knowing the truth, uh, about forward slash 5G dash wireless dash corona dash virus dash come on dash connection dash exposed forward slash okay that's the uh, website i want to give the credit to these websites because i'm borrowing this information from them and uh, i think it's important especially this article that i'm going to read from 
uh, that I'm going to read, actually. And it, that's why I'm going to get another sip of coffee, because I don't want my voice to get raw. So hold on a second. If you notice my uh, accent going from kind of pseudo-Oregonian, uh, pseudo-Californian, and then back to uh, uh, New York, New Jersey, it's because I was raised uh, the first 15 years of my life, or about right about that, in uh, northeastern New Jersey, or just across the river from New York. So um, some of my mannerisms, and <laughs> um, very misunderstood in Oregon. <laughs> Um, very politically correct Oregon, and if you're sarcastic out here, it's uh, it's not to your advantage uh, when it comes to uh, socializing here. Anyway, the article is called 5G Wireless Coronavirus Connection Exposed, okay? And I will start reading. Stories about Wahoon outbreak of coronavirus are now getting so crazy that it's rather difficult to see the real truth and what's going on there. Is there a connection between the reported outbreak of COVID-19 coronavirus in Wuhan and the fact that Wuhan has was a model city for demonstrating 5G wireless technology in China? Is it just a coincidence that the crippling health effects known by, about 5G wireless technology were in effect in full-scale deployment in Wuhan starting October 31st, 2019? There are some of the these are some of the questions we will attempt to address here in this expose. And another title here, 5G Wireless Coronavirus Connection Exposed. Um, there has been a whirlwind of speculation about the coronavirus COVID-19, uh, parentheses, uh, 2019-N, uh, COV, uh, parentheses, uh, being a bioweapon. Uh, while there is quite a bit of evidence that this coronavirus has features that point towards man-made virus, this doesn't mean that there's not a, uh, also a connection between the outbreak um, and the 5G Wuhan test city. In getting to the meat of this hypothesis, it's important to start with what we know about 5G wireless and what it can do to the immune system. 5G, as well as plenty of other non-ionizing radiation sources, affect the voltage gate ion channels in your cellular and mitochondrial membranes. What this means is that the non-ionizing radiation puts extra forces on the voltage gate that is designed to protect your cells and keep them in balance. Remember what I said about that experiment where the ball went down to the bottom. Um, this additional force or pressure that's put on the voltage gate opens the gate and throws off the balance of the cell. Now, keep in mind that the cellular membrane is actually considered by many biologists to be the brain of the cell. It's thought that this that it's thought of this way because the brain is the regulator of the cell as it knows what ions to let in and when and as well as what to let out of the cell and when. Putting more voltage pressure on this gate actually has catastrophic effects. These effects are some in some cases irreversible. To dig deeper on this subject, you can check out the Dr. Martin Paul presentation. There's a link there on this article. If you follow the link that I gave you, you can get the whole article and read it yourself. Okay, let me start that again. To dig deeper into the subject, you can check out the Dr. Martin Paul presentation, which we hosted when he visited us. He researched the subject for many years and published an extensive journal articles on it, um, which you can also find on uh, PubMed if you are into that sort of research. Now let's discuss what 5G really is. Uh, 5G deployment, a military term which is used in all discussions of 5G, 
involves installation of thousands of small cell, tra uh, cell transmitter antennas along with specifically designed LED street lights in cities where full-scale 5G network access is being sold. These transmitters and LED street light work in conjunction with each other to provide the network access utilizing an array of different frequency bands for different purposes. Breathe. Um, some of the frequencies used in 5G networks are sub-gigahertz, which correspond with much of the 4G LTE networks, which, on, which while other much higher frequencies at uh, 28 gigahertz and higher are used for massive data compression and short distance communication. Because these higher frequencies are limited to their shorter distance transmission capabilities and are easily blocked by any physical object, whether it's a tree or a wall or a building, many more small cells needed in a city in order to deploy full scale high bandwidth 5G. More small cell means a denser background of non-ionizing radiation between uh, every uh, long term, let me start again. Uh, it's late, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, more small cell means a denser background of non ionizing radiation everywhere, which is why you hear 5G being discussed as the the sensification of wireless technology. In order for it to work, it, for the background radiation in any city must be, must be much higher than it's ever been with previous technologies. <clears throat> As you can see, higher, uh, higher intensity background radiation in a city means that 5G affects everyone, whether you use it or not. And for this reason, it also affects your sensitive voltage gates on your cellular and mitochondrial membranes. Other reports explain <clears throat> this is opening up your skin. And while this is part of the issue, it's not just your skin that's affected. We can think of our skin as a membrane that's protecting our internal structure, but these forces will penetrate throughout your body as even if we think of higher frequencies may have a, a stronger effect on the first few millimeters of our skin. The associate EMF will penetrate through the body and essentially ring your internal organs with the same frequency of the radiation. In other words, what they're saying is that one frequency is used to carry another one into your body kind of scary, huh? Stuff that science fiction stories are made out of. Here's another bottom line. It's not a surprise that to the scientists that study the effects of EMF and that 5G deployment has already been shown to cause flu-like symptoms in the populations that are exposed to it. Should I read that again? It causes flu-like symptoms in populations that are exposed to it. What's the flu? A virus. Ooh. Okay. After all, the frequencies used in 5G networks uh, are much the same as those used in active uh, denial system used for crowd control, which I reported a few years ago. Considering those systems made people feel like their skin was on fire, forcing an immediate response to run away, it's not a surprise that the type of effects that it may have caused in Wuhan. <clears throat> and he's quoting somebody here. Um, Oh, okay, he gives a source down here. Um, quote, harmful effects of RF, RF EMF exposure are already proven. Over 230 scientists from more than 40 countries have expressed their serious concerns regarding the ubiquitous and increasing exposure to EMF generated by electric and wireless devices already before the addition of 5G rollout. 
they referred to the fact that numerous recent scientific publications have shown that EMF affects living organisms at levels well below most international and national guidelines. <clears throat> effects include increased can uh, cancer risk, cellular stress, increase in harmful free radicals, genetic damages, structure and functional changes of the reproductive system, learning and memory deficits, neurological disorders, and negative impacts on general well-being in humans. Damage goes well beyond the human race as there is a growing evidence of harmful effect to both plants and animals. Um, and that's from scientists and doctors warn of possible serious effects of 5G. Uh, it says 5G appeal, and there's a link on this article. And if you go to the article again, you can look at the link. Um, real side uh, note here, um, there was a, a picture that was uh, shown on the Internet, and it was uh, one of those little 5G street lamps <clears throat> that was just placed in front of a house. Oh, it was probably, I think it said it had been there for a couple of months. And it showed this tree that was in front of the house, but it was perfectly healthy before that fixture was put there. And afterwards, the tree is dying. Um, the bark is coming off of it. It looks like it's being cooked from the inside. So um, that might be a kind of a precursor to show what is actually happening to humans. And a tree is much more sturdy than a human um, when it comes to uh, cell biology and everything else. Pardon me while I get another drink from my throat. Thank you for your patience. Okay, now there's another title, Wuhan National La uh, Biosafety Laboratory, or Wuhan, however you want to say it. This, this is being reported as the only laboratory in China equipped to study dangerous pathogens. This is something that was done in a research laboratory at Plum Island off the coast of Long Island, New York, historically. That location was chosen specifically because it was disconnected from the U.S. by the Long Island Sound. The idea behind that location was that it could um, that it could avoid the accidental release of possibly engineered pathogens in, onto the mainland U.S. It's been reported that there were risks with the laboratory in Wuhan. Another quote here. Scientists warned in 2017 that a SARS-like virus could escape the lab set up a year set up that year in Wuhan, China, to study some of the most dangerous pathogens in the world. Now, as SARS, like coronavirus, has infected more than 800 people there, spread to at least 10 other countries, and killed 25 in Wuhan and nearby provinces, China installed the first of the Plan 5 to 7 biolabs designed for maximum safety in Wuhan in 2017 for the purpose of studying the most high-risk pathogens, including the Ebola and SARS viruses. Tim uh, Trevan, a Maryland biosafety <clears throat> consultant, told Nature, I guess Nature magazine that year, when the lab was on the cusp of opening, that he worried that China's culture would make the institute safe because structures where everyone feels free to speak up and openness of information are important. Um, didn't put an end quote there. Um, and another uh, title here, Event 201, a global pandemic exercise in the Wuhan military world games. In October 2019, in both New York and Wuhan, some very suspicious activity was going on. Okay. Um, the games will also... Write another. This is a, a quote, by the way. The games will also write another record, 
with defense ministers, military generals, military officers from 42 nations to attend the opening ceremony on Friday. The 5G-powered 8K TV and VR systems will also be used for the first time. Uh, from October 18th to 27th, 2019, Wuhan hosted the Military World Games and, specific, and specifically used 5G for the first time ever for the event. Also, on October 18th of 2019 in New York, the Johns Hopkins Center, in partnership with the World Economic Forum, WEF, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted events 201. This is starting to get scary. Put those people all together. Okay. Um, A global pandemic exercise, which is a simulation of a pandemic. Guess what virus they happen to choose for their simulation? A coronavirus. Guess what animal cells they use? pig cells. COVID-19 was originally reported to be derived from a seafood market, and the fish there are known to be fed pig waste. Interesting. Event 201 includes includes the UN, since the WF now has a partnership agreement with the UN. Big Pharma, like Johnson & Johnson, Bill Gates, key figure in pushing vaccine, human microchipping, and Agenda 2030, and both China and America's CDC. Participants in the event to in event 201 uh, recommended that governments force social media companies to stop the spread of fake news and that ultimately the only way to control the information would be for the WHO, the World Health Organization, part of the UN, uh, to be the sole central purveyor of information during the pandemic. Um, little side note here. I'll stop reading here. A uh, little side note is that um, there was an article out um, by a scientist that had worked with uh, uh, Mr. Fauci, who is one of the biggest snakes in the whole world. Um, I can't remember her name at the at the moment, um, but anyway, she put out a, a video um, uh, talking about how she was actually she had encountered uh, Fauci and worked for him. And uh, how when she discovered that uh, what their plans were and tried to get them to uh, to change things around, she was actually fired. She was jailed and uh, they ruined her financially. And but she's out there now telling her story because uh, she was on a uh, a gag order and that has um, since uh, <clears throat> expired. So she's out telling. So anyway, I told you that to to say that that video is um, you can't find it anywhere. Uh, and that's why I urge folks, I urge you with all the urging force that I can put out there, um, find yourself a program that will download videos from Facebook. I have something called 4K Video Downloader. Um, As far as I can tell, it has no viruses, no malware or anything in it. I checked it with Norton when I downloaded it. Um, But it's very good at uh, downloading videos from YouTube because these things disappear, folks. And um, it's a good idea to get them and keep them on your computer for posterity's sake and to be able to use later on. Um, I think that if all of us did that and these things kept popping up from time to time on the Internet, it would drive the, the elites crazy. Um, it might cause them to shut down the Internet, but they're going to do that anyway, right, someday. <clears throat> all right, so I'll continue with the article. Connection to DNA vaccines and forced vaccination agenda. And if you like Bill Gates, well, you better read about him because he's a snake. Um, and the article continues. 
an interesting side note to this story relating to vaccines and vaccination profiteering is the in- Inovio Corporation that was astutely pointed out by An- Annie Logical in her expose this, on this subject. The crux of the story is this. Well, Annie Logical is another link that you can read, and I'm going to be clicking on it here when we, well, probably tomorrow. Um, okay, and, and uh, let's see, it continues. Dr. David Weiner and Dr. Joseph Kim are principals in Inovio and have been pioneering a new type of DNA infused vaccine, which involves the use of electropolar, um, <laughs> electroporation uh, from an electrical pulse to infuse DNA by opening the pores of cellular membranes using the voltage gate described above. This pair has previously been involved in engineering vaccines for Ebola and Zika virus, but Dr. Weiner's or you could say Weiner, I guess, uh, pioneering DNA transfer method using electroporation is a method of actually infusing foreign DNA into the subject being injected with the vaccine. That's scary. In other words, you're taking on DNA that's not yours. Um, Dr. Kim, there's the quote here. Dr. Kim was funded by Merck uh, for his education. For his education, he produced something called PCV2, which is a porcine or a pork uh, circle virus. They were working on uh, a veterinary drug that would help pigs escape a wasting disease. So this was evaluated by the Department of Homeland Security and Plum Island Animal Research. This uh, DNA plasma for pigs had approval in 2005. In 2009, the swine flu vaccines were filing for a patent. <laughs> Interesting. It's like they knew that the flu's uh, the the flu vaccine, swine flu was going to come and probably because they were going to release it. Anyway, get back to the article. In 2009, Dr. Kim's company was filing with FDA to start trials on humans for the swine flu. Dr. Kim has a Merck insiders on his board. They created PCV1 and 2, which is pig DNA. Later on PCV1, PCV2, and PVC, excuse me, 1 and PVC2, they discovered in vaccines such as Gardasil, Rototech and Rototrix. Gardasil is the one that they give kids so that they can fool around and have sex and not get uh, that uh, herpes infection. Um, but it's ended up debilitating or killing kids. So, But it's okay. They say it's okay and you can take it. Anyway, um, a couple of years after they were given the patent for this pig DNA vaccine using PVC, PCV2, that same ingredient was found to be in Merck's Rotorix vaccine for, and this word is almost looks like diarrhea. It's diarrhea, D-I-A-R-R-H-O-E-A, and GlaxoSmithKline vaccine, Rotatech, for the same word, same spelling. Uh, now, how does pig virus magically turn up in a vaccine for that for that ailment? It doesn't. It gets put there. And what is unbelievable is that even though both vaccines were suspended and and it uh, transpired that all vaccines for two years had been contaminated, the FDA suspended them for a few months and then let them carry on. Information about the two drugs that are being suspended was found on the Medworms, yeah, Medworm website and an article written by Dr. Kim. 
Professor Weiner is not the only world's DNA technology expert, but he is also a special employee and advisor to the FDA. Oh, boy, it gets deep here. Um, another quote. This shows the depths of corruption of this industry when an advisor, advisory to be supposed regulatory but to the supposed regulatory body is also a producer of vaccines that he advises on. <laughs> yeah, a little conflict of interest there. Um, he has perfected a new method of giving these DNA vaccines via electroporation, uh, which is the electromagnetic pulse that opens up the cells, injects foreign DNA, and then closes it. The system has been stated by a molecular biologist to be unsafe, as it could lead to death or cancer. They stated that only human antibody in genes is safe. Okay, another quote here. Uh, this is the same action that 5G technology uses in the pulse waves, and the coronavirus was reported to have started in an area in China that had rolled out 5G technology. So we can see how geneticists were using, uh, geneticists using, let me start over again. So we can see how geneticists using scientists are tampering with the building blocks of our existence and what is disturbing is that uh, Professor Weiner is an HIV pioneer, and we know that soon after the polio vaccines were given to millions of millions in Africa, that HIV emerged. That's sobering. Uh, they have perfected the art of injecting animal or bird DNA into human chromosomes, which alters the DNA and causes things like uh, hemorrhaging, uh, fever, cancers, and even death. This is our article was written in. Uh, England or one of uh, the English colonies or, um, you know, Australia or something because some of the spelling. Okay. If you dig into this sort of information, you probably already heard about Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation connection to the uh, Perbright Institute, who owns a patent on coronavirus. And that's a link there, which is stated um, can which is stated can be used for vaccine for treating or preventing a disease such as infectious bronchitis. So what's the agenda here? This pretty well sums it up. Here's how the con job goes. And although it repeats itself under different names year after year, such as Corona, HIV, AIDS, SARS, Ebola, Zika, mad cow, etc., etc., most of the uninformed public react as programmed simply because fear is proven to trigger a narrowing or of the mind, a lowering of the IQ, a stimulation of the child ego that looks for an adult to save it, and a reflex, reflexive uh, obedience towards perceived authority. The con, job, the con job goes like this. Step one, poison the population purposely to create a disease that does not and would never occur naturally. Step two, parlay and purposely create a disease as being caused by something invisible outside the realm of control or knowledge of the average person. Step three, create a toxic vaccine or medication that was always intended uh, to further poison the population into an early grave. Step four, parlay the vaccine or medication poisoning as proof of the disease, which never existed, is much worse than anticipated. Step five, increase the initial poisoning, which is marketed as a fake disease, and also increase the vaccine and medication poisoning to start piling in bodies uh, 
and the bodies into the stratosphere. In other words, really high. Uh, repeat as many times as possible upon the un upon the uninformed public population, because killing a population this way, the art of having people line up to kill themselves with poison, known as a soft kill method, is the only legal way to make sure such a eugenic operations can be executed on mass on mass and in plain sight. He says, please share your thoughts on this subject below in the comments, and much thanks to various links. Um, sourced for this information. This report will be updated as more information becomes available. So there you have it, folks. Um, Bill Gates is not a nice guy. Um, the um, He actually wants it uh, to be legislated that you have to take a vaccine. And I'll have to break that law. I will not take it. I'm sorry. Um, even for religious reasons, I, I don't take pork into my body. Um, I do not um, take strange things in my body, and I'm not going to do it. So, um, you know, when I was looking at the 5G map, because um, um, Verizon posted a map where, where they have a lot of 5G, and I noticed that Puerto Rico, my goodness, Puerto Rico was like totally pink, and that was the color for 5G. Red was for 4G, pink was for 5G. And I clicked on this link, and it leads you to a map of Puerto Rico and all the cases there. And it's um, it's in Spanish. So, um, you know, I uh, let's see, I, I have a hard time reading Spanish. So anyway, if you look at the map, almost all of Puerto Rico has cases. I mean, it's totally, totally covered with little red uh, balls with numbers in them. Um, I should say little red circles with numbers in them. And uh, it's amazing. It's, you know, the, the, the place is inundated with 5Gs and the whole island's covered. Um, this goes to show you that where 5G is, there is uh, the disease. Um, now, I went to another website that's called Physicians uh, for Safe Technology. Very good website. I even bookmarked it so I can read it further. Um, there's a lot of links in it I want to check out. Um, and they uh, they go on to explain uh, gigahertz uh, and wavelengths and things like that. Um, the first report of 5G injury in, um, in uh, Switzerland. Let's see. It says the first reported injury of 5G in the news report came from Switzerland, where 5G has been launched in 102 locations. The weekly French-language Swiss magazine La Illustre interviewed people living in Geneva after 5G rollout with alarming details of illness. In their article, <clears throat> which 5G we feel, uh, the article name is With 5G We Feel Like Guinea Pigs, posted July 8th, 2019, and, and they report neighbors met to discuss their many common symptoms and many unanswered questions. And there's a report, I'm not going to go into it, but... Uh, it looks like uh, we used to call these things cells when it was cancer. It was a cancer cell um, where, you know, a group of people in a neighborhood all came down with the same or similar cancers. Um, so uh, very interesting website. Um, it shows that the 5G uh, wavelengths are being mixed with the 2G, 3G, and 4G again. Um, let me explain something. Um, in biology, especially human biology, anatomy, um, there's something called the, the blood-brain barrier. 
um, God designed it to where your your brain cannot your your brain um, really does uh, not have the ability to fight infection. So it's created to the in a way that uh, very few things can get into your brain. Um, basically, they get in through through blood, but even then, there's a um, a barrier that causes uh, causes it to be very hard for things to get in. And the best way I could illustrate that is um, it can get in uh, by hitchhiking. Things can get in. Um, they can also get in if you have infections in your head, um, because your head is where your brain is, and it's a lot closer. And an infection can actually overcome that barrier and get in there, and that's what killed my first wife. Um, and that that was real interesting. Um, she um, she had a bad tooth. It, it was abscessed. The dentist didn't do it right. Um, he should have put her on antibiotics, and a week later had her come to have her tooth pulled out. Instead, he did both things the same day, which is a big no-no. And uh, now I know that. But um, the infection went up there and eventually killed her. Um, very interesting thing happened. You know, you when things like that happen, you pray that that there be some kind of retribution. <laughs> There's forgiveness, of course, but, you know, you want payback. It's a natural human response to want payback. Well, <laughs> after she um, after she passed on, um, I was, of course, I was very distraught and um, I cried a lot. I'll admit it. Um, and one day I said, Lord, I said, you know, I just, I need you to have some kind of recompense here. Um, you know, the guy that did this obviously does not know or ignored correct medical procedure in this kind of instance. And, uh, because of that, I'm missing my wife. Um, so anyway, I tried to get her medical records because I contacted a lawyer and he said, look for these, uh, look for staff and strep and different words like that in the report. And let me know, uh, you know, her report from her um, her blood work and everything when she was sick in the hospital. Anyway, I, I got that information. I look, I didn't find it. But, you know, the, those reports, you know, I think were like six or seven hundred pages long. And uh, it's hard to sit through and read that when you're mourning. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, where was I going with that? OK. Oh, yeah. The, the payback. So. Anyway, uh, at first, you know, they weren't sending uh, her medical records. The dentist wasn't. And uh, when he did send me a medical record, it was the wrong person, which is a total violation of HIPAA. Um, and I don't know. I think I might have mentioned that to uh, the authorities, but I can't remember. Anyway, um, so finally, I I, uh, I called the dentist's office. It had been weeks, you know, and, and I said, really, you know, where is this paperwork? You know, I just. It's it's pretty simple. You just get the chart out and copy it and give it to me, you know. And she said, well, the doctor has been sick. And I said, she said, but the paperwork's here. So I went to pick it up. And uh, and so I said, well, you know, just curious. So is the doctor okay? What happened? She says, well, he, he developed an, ax, an abscess in his back and it burst and he almost died. And I'm like, whoa, you know, talk about coincidence you know there, there is no coincidence in that i think that he had to be taught a lesson to practice carefully his patients from then on but um i can't express i've never felt like this before i i walked out of the um the doctor's office feeling sad for him but at the same time laughing uh, or chuckling i should say um 
and I couldn't, I couldn't control it. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced and have experienced in my entire life. Um, so, um, anyway, uh, I got off on a rabbit trail. I'm sorry there, but you know, uh, when you, when you study the, the matrix, you realize that there are a lot of rabbit trails and you learn to accept them and, and use them to explain what you're the, the case at hand here. So anyway, uh, we were talking about things hitchhiking in, um, I, I work in a, in a setting that, uh, you know, sometimes I deal with people that have physical diseases as well as mental. And, um, uh, I've run into a few cases where people have uh, Parkinson's disease and that's, that's a terrible disease. Pray you never get it and pray that your family members or friends never get it either. Um, it's a, it's a chemical imbalance of uh, carbidopa, uh, in your, in the brain and it causes, um, your nerves to short circuit and not work right. Uh, which affects your muscles and everything else. Um, so uh, what happens is because there's an imbalance of carbidopa or, or less of it than you really need, um, there is a, a drug called carbidopa, but the way carbidopa is, it cannot cross the brain, the blood-brain barrier. So what they have to do is they have a drug called levodopa, which is also in your brain. It helps to regulate your your brain and, and your your whole body actually because your brain controls your body um so levodopa does get in so what they did is they have a drug that uh called it's a it's a combination drug carbidopa and levodopa and what happens is the carbidopa hitchhikes with the levodopa and gets into it's in the brain and it kind of helps with the uh the uh, the shortage of carbidopa that uh that your brain needs uh however the body is is very smart and uh the body says well you know we're gonna let this work for a little while but you know we know that this is being introduced and it's fake so after about a year the carbidopa doesn't work as good as it did and there's another drug and right now i can't remember the name of it um that is is given and that kind of acts in the same way it's not carbidopa but it it kind of helps to um helps the body to react to the shortage of, of carbidopa. And you do that for a year. And then after that, the body accepts the carbidopa again. So it's a, it's a vicious circle. And, uh, like, like I said, pray that you and your family never, uh, and your, and your good friends never, uh, get this disease. So anyway, this article goes on and it goes on to explain, um, yeah, it's like I said, the 2G and 3G and 4G, how it uh, five they use it to with the 5G in order to get the 5G to work better, um, and of course it it causes it to get into your body and disrupt your body even worse. Um, let's see, it goes on and uh, talks about different studies, uh, different legal things. Very good article, and I, I gave you the link at the beginning. Um, so. Uh, Let's say risks from 5G include damage to the eyes, cataracts, retina, uh, another one, immune system disruption, which is what we've been talking about the whole time, metabolic disruption, damage to sperm, uh, skin damage, collapse of insect populations, the base of food, for, which is the base of for uh, base food for birds and bats, the rise in bacterial resistance and bacterial shifts. That's another alarming one. Uh, damage to plants and trees, which I talked about earlier. So 5G is a bad dude, man. You don't want it around.
And if you, if it's around, then takes take the appropriate steps to keep yourself safe from it. Remember, it can't go through solids, um, like trees and stuff like that. But if they're using 4G, then you know there's nothing much you can do about it because 4G can go through things like that. You know that because you have phones in your house. Um, however, if you've ever been in a big building, uh, in the deepest recesses of it, you realize that that doesn't even work there either. Can't get a signal. That's why you have to ask the guy at the hospital or or wherever you are. Hey, can I get your password for the the password for the public uh, uh, network access? So. Um, and there's, uh, let's see, an increase in frequencies with constant exposure. This means that the human population, as well as pets and other species, will be exposed to an even larger mix of frequencies continuously inside and outside their home. Industry is fast-tracking placement of cell antennas for this new technology by promoting new legislation on local, state, and federal levels. This will preempt local authorities to place antennas on a potentially every public utility pole and pre-existing cell tower structure. It is going to be everywhere, um, unless it's stopped. I don't know if you've noticed, but there are places where people have realized this and they're burning down the towers. <laughs> um, more questions and answers, health environmental effects. Um, let's see, uh, what are the public health implications of this novel technology? Interesting, they call it novel technology and the virus is a novel virus. Huh, interesting. Uh, what uh, research supports its safety? What, is the re what research indicates harmful effects? What are the implications for the unsolved privacy and security issues that are also related to health and as products are being developed to interfere with the medical community and patients? What are the contributions to global climate change? What are the societal and mental health aspects in population increasingly addicted to this technology and disconnected from each other? Uh, patients and physicians are becoming increasingly aware of these related issues and concerned about the long-term consequences of our convenient use of problematic wireless technologies. They appear to be more questions than answers, and that's the truth. Okay, uh, there are other things, 5G and health, research lacking. Another uh, uh, title, uh, Gaps in Knowledge, Dr. Leswinski presents to the, okay. Um, new evidence of significant heat tissue damage with uh Okay, let's look at that one. Uh, new evidence of significant heat tissue damage with 5G FCC standards for 5G gigahertz wavelengths urgently need reevaluation. Uh, the short millimeter waves 5G technology bring new bring along new challenges for public safety to improve the performance of 5G and IoT devices. Pulse phase antenna rays will be used in cell towers and wireless devices. Um, and it says C. Uh, it's a link that says a beam steering antenna for 5G mobile phones. Okay, uh, this beam foaming technology uses cluster or pulse wave antenna beams whose shapes and directions can be controlled to have an individual beam pointed at a device to improve the signal, similar to miss missile control. Um, remember, this thing started out with the military, so... Uh, 5G technology will also have dozens of smaller antennas packed in a single cell array. Antenna array. Uh, the heat generated by these antennas is huge concern. Um, there's another article called Nessium and Kim, or that's the author's 2017. Looks like it might be a good one. Uh, new research on heat effects. Um, 
of 5G, there's another, that's another article, demonstrates that permanent tissue damage from heating may occur even after short exposure to 5D millimeter wave pulse trains, uh, where repetitive pulses can cause rapid, lo uh, rapid local localized heating. The scientists, and this is in bold, the scientists highlight an urgent need for new thermal safety exposure standards to update current guidelines, which do not adequately, adequately prevent excessive heating from pulse microwave uh, millimeter wave uh, exposure. And we're, you know, it's microwaves. Um, essentially what they're doing is taking a microwave oven and taking everything away from it that prevents the microwaves from hitting you and, and allowing it to happen. Um, and it goes into a, a a whole uh, bunch of different uh, uh, links and articles and everything else. Uh, tons and tons and tons of links. So I'm going to read that uh, the link again because I think it's very important. HTTPS uh, mdsafetech.org forward slash 5G dash telecommunication. See if there's an S there. Telecommunications uh, dash science forward slash. So I would highly recommend this article along with the other one that I read from. The thing is that um, I'm going to, I'm going to extrapolate a little bit more on this because I, I have no proof, but I just sense that this is true. Um, is it possible? Oh, oh yeah. That's what I wanted to talk about. And we talked about it on the show. Um, uh, I look at Facebook from time to time. And I look at um, I look at uh, Twitter a lot more than Facebook. And um, Twitter had a, a video on there of a guy. I think he was either in Scotland or in Wales. Um, they have similar um, accents. And uh, he was working on a cell tower. And and I don't know what possessed him to do this, but uh, one of the boxes he was going to put up there, he opened it up. And there was a circuit board in there, of course, right? And the circuit board had a little box on it, looked like, uh, I don't know, processing box or something that was on the board itself. And the letters C-O-V-I, yeah, C-O-V-I-D, I think it was COVID-19, were on the box. And boy, did that bring up a lot, because um, is it possible that the virus itself or different viruses can be controlled through certain vibrations or radio waves. Can they, can they lay dormant and then be activated by these radio waves? Uh, and then that brings in the whole thing of, and, uh, you know, I know a lot of you won't, um, <clears throat> don't accept uh, chemtrails, but um, there's good evidence that they're spraying stuff in the atmosphere that uh, some of it might be viral. And it might not take off on its own, but if it's activated by certain wavelengths or certain um, frequencies, uh, it just lays dormant in your body because you've breathed it in. And where do you breathe things in through? You breathe them in through your nose. And where do they test for this virus? They put a swab up your nose and they touch the back of your throat. Um, so there's there's some more proof, right? <laughs> but um, they, can, they can effectively seed you with 20 or 30 different viruses and then turn them on whenever they want to. This is scary stuff, folks. It really is. Okay. Now that we're scared <laughs> or very concerned as the case may be, a lot of you, oh, I don't get scared. You know, I'm a, I'm a man. I don't get scared. Well, yeah, you're not scared until you, you know, you're 
gasping for your last breaths and you're wondering where you're going to go after you die or you worry about what your family is going to do without you. Um, but uh, we have, if you're, if you're a believer in Yeshua, Christians call him Jesus, um, we have an insurance policy that God protects. He protects us from different things. And I'm going to look for that scripture. And because Jim talked about it um, yesterday and a lot of people read it, but they don't read it, um, the rest of it. So let's see. And I always use blueletterbible.org when I'm looking for a scripture. Excellent. Uh, and I always use King James. I know. I'm, one, I'm not one of those King James only guys, but um, it best describes things. And I, I like the poetic way it does it, too. So uh, no weapon. Type in no weapon in the search engine, and it comes up to Isaiah 54:17. Okay, what if I want to see the whole chapter? Uh, let's do this next chapter, and then go back to prior chapter. Uh, well, let me do it. Okay, what bozo took that link out of there? Okay, well. Okay, it's there. It's in that scripture. Uh, we're promised in Isaiah 54:17, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. A lot of people just stop there. Okay, but it continues, and it says, This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Okay, there's a lot right there. It's just saying that, uh, you know, we don't need to worry about stuff if we're if we're one with him, if we're one in him, because he'll take care of us, basically what it's saying. And he's saying it's a heritage. It's a promise. It's the, um, oh, what is that word? Um, in other words, it's with you if you, well, I don't know if you believe in predestination, but I do. I believe that we're called from before the foundation of the earth. And scripture says that, even though a lot of Christians don't believe in it. Um, you know, they believe in other things in the Bible, but no, it's, and they, they, they don't believe in predestination because they think that that doesn't give them a choice to come to him and that it, it causes us to be a monotons that are, are created to, with a certain um, destiny before we're born. And they like to think that the, uh, they uh, they can choose. Uh, even Jesus said he's or Yeshua said that uh, no one comes to the Father unless the comes to me unless the Father calls him draws him. So that goes again to show you that not everybody's called. Many have come, but few are chosen. Um, but um, so it's a heritage of the servants of the Lord um, that no weapon formed against us should prosper, and that if uh, somebody says something about us, that we'll rise up and judge them. Um, or condemn them. Oh, that's a strong word, condemn. Um, well, you condemn their words, actually, or their actions, not them, to, uh, not them for the most part. Anyway, um, so uh, we have certain promises that, you know, we're, we're going to be taken care of. And you know what? When you look at it, it's a win-win situation because what did Paul say? Um, he, he more, and I'm going to use... Um, a paraphrase here. This is good Dave's paraphrase, but um, he's basically saying that, you know, I really don't care what happens because if I'm alive, I live for Christ. If I'm dead, I go to be with him, you know? So no matter what we look at it, 
you're you're serving God and you're with Him. So very important to remember. But um, anyway, it's just uh, don't be fearful. If you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior and have Him in your heart, living in there and and stuff, you have something to fear because if the virus takes you out, <laughs> you ain't going to a nice place. Um, because you don't have the adoption that that God gives you through um, faith in Yeshua, but um, oh, I didn't even want to imagine what that's like, and 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 going through the virus and all the agony and stuff with it without having Him there by your side. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, as a side note, really, really quick, right here. Um, a lot of times I, I've run into people that have been um, sick with cancers and stuff like that, and it looks like they're going to be taken out. Um, that the disease is going to kill them and that they're they're going to die. And if they're believers, um, uh, well, my my first wife's mother, um, she was dying when when we were dating, and um, and uh, we just prayed. We know that her death was inevitable, and um, well, a lot of people would argue that since she was Catholic, she was wasn't saved. But if she ever called on the name of the Lord and confessed him with her mouth, which Yeshua said. Um, or Paul said, excuse me, that if you did those two things, you're saved. Um, but, um, we would pray for pain, that there'd be no pain. And, uh, actually her sister was dying at the same time of cancer. The mother died of heart. I think, uh, yeah, she had lung cancer. She smoked. But, um, <clears throat> so in both instances, we prayed that there'd be no pain and there was no pain. And I mean, cancer could be painful toward the end. But they died relatively uh, peaceful deaths and uh, and calm. And uh, we're pretty confident that her sister got saved, not so much that the mother did. Uh, but again, you know, there are certain criteria that if they're followed, uh, uh, pretty well guarantees. But um, so and then um, you know, I prayed that for, for her when she was dying, there'd be no pain. And there wasn't. Of course, she was kept in a coma the whole time, so... Um, doubt that she would feel it anyway, but still, um, and other people, my, uh, my stepfather had bone cancer from, uh, from, uh, from another cancer that had metastasized and, uh, we prayed for him that he would have no pain and he didn't, he had very, very relatively little pain compared to what he should have if, uh, if we hadn't prayed for him. So, um, there are different things we can do for people when they're, when they're not doing good, um. And for ourselves, and um, again, we have that win-win situation. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, we we always pray for healing, too, and uh, and hope that that would happen, and many times it does. But um, at the same time, if it doesn't, then, uh, you know, a better place awaits. But um, anyway, so, you know, with this whole COVID thing, I think it, I think a lot of it's malarkey. I think it's a false flag and we could, uh, you know, we could look at it different ways. We could look at it at the end that, um, the, uh, the elite are using it as a false flag to, to bring in, uh, uh, to, to destroy Donald Trump and, um, and the great awakening, or we could look at it as, uh, giving Donald Trump and the great awakening, a reason to take out people, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, it could be it could be looked at either way, but in any case, um, like I said, I have I've seen very few sick people. If I've seen them at all, I don't know anybody that's got the stupid thing, and um, I haven't met anybody uh, that that knows anybody that has caught it. 
and we're supposed to be past the peak now and, and working towards uh, the end of this thing. And and still, you know, um, I find it quite interesting that 5G areas are, again, are the ones that are being affected. And another thing is that it's the blue states. Um, let me explain. The states that are controlled by Democrats and Democratic governors seem to be the ones that are being hit worse. Um, why is that? You know? Is that a judgment from Almighty, or is it uh, just that, um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, I find that awful interesting, you know. Um, Anyway, so I've uh, kind of put my thoughts out there, uh, gave you some brain food to think about things, and, um, you know, uh, oh, one one more thing. I find interesting is that uh, it hit hard in Washington state and it hit hard in California, but relatively not so much in Oregon. You know, is it because those two states have a lot of 5G and we don't? You know, we're kind of the bastard children of the West Coast, so uh, they get 5G before we do. Um, Hey, have at it. You know, take the 5G. I don't care. Uh, I don't want it here. But uh, that's another interesting thing. And again, why is it affecting blue states and not affecting red states? Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's quite interesting. And maybe there's an answer for that. Um, but uh, we'll have to leave it at that. So anyway, I'm, I'm getting tired. It's uh, now 20 after 12. And we started this, I think, at 11. So it's been an hour and 17 minutes. Been talking about this and reading about this and and mulling it over. And um, again, I, I presented to you some brain food that you can uh, uh, meditate on and think about and uh, even pray about. Ask the Lord to show you if you know him and you can talk with him. Um, ask him to, t- to tell you what's going on and what's uh, what's happening and what's of him and what's not of him. What's uh, uh, have him reveal where it's coming from uh, if he wants you to know it. Uh, but in any case, it's. Uh, it's quite interesting, and it's a time in our history where uh, uh, we, we have two um, factions going at it with each other. Uh, we have the deep state fighting the patriots, uh, not just in the United States, but all over the world, it seems. And um, I do think that the good guys are going to win, and I mean the uh, patriots. Um, so we we got a lot to look forward to. We've got a lot to see Uh a lot of uh, things are going to come down in the next year. Don't let it freak you out. Just live your life every day and, uh, and trust in the Lord. That's all you can do. If that have not been said, I'm going to close this thing down and I'm going to bed. So, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, just for uh, suffering through this with me. Uh, thank you for being tolerant of my, my reading errors uh, uh, and other things. Um, like I said, it's, it was a show that was unplanned and it's late at night. Actually, it's early in the morning now. Um, so anyway, uh, God bless you. And, uh, we'll be back on Monday. I think we're going to have a guest on Monday. We're going to talk about the neat things that, uh, how God has, uh, shared revelations with us, um, about ourselves and about other things. And, um, I think that'll be a very interesting show. So you might want to listen to that when when next Monday night, uh, and that show will be, uh, at, uh, uh, let's see, it's six, about 6.34. We always schedule it for four minutes past the half hour because we tend to start late. Um, but anyway, 6.34 um, in the evening Pacific time, and it'll be 9.34 in, uh, in the east, and you can do the math for the other two time zones. But um, 
Anyway, the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you and may he give you peace. Until then, in Yeshua's name. Thanks for everybody. Have a good night. Good day. Good week. Bye.